episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands-on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast. Episode number 18. In this episode, the moms share two new segments, books of the week and links of the week, as well as discuss bullying and teasing in homeschool situations. <laughs> mom, where's my mask? Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, mom, mom. Can I have a drink? Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the, the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit-chat? 13 minutes, 28 seconds. How was your week, Tina? Oh, it was all right. Hot. It was another hot week. Actually, we, we climbed up in the hundreds again this week. And just when we thought that fall was on its way... I know. The pumpkin stuff is at Starbucks. Doesn't the weather know this? No, what is up? Ugh, this is the time of the year when I'm just like, enough already. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'm like that at the beginning of summer, too. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when it's climbing into the hundreds, I'm back to being cranky and not wanting to leave the house. But And then I ended up the last three days, got migraines, but luckily oh. they were pretty mild. Today's was the worst, but it still wasn't that bad in the scheme of things, so... Um, did get to take some Vicodin, Ooh-hoo. <laughs> but um, and it actually worked. That's but it was good. the most exciting thing this week was absolutely, of course, the classes starting up our enrichment classes. Yay! That was so fun. Oh, so excited! The kids were like, eh, they didn't want to go to the new location and make new friends, and I don't think they really un- fully understood how many people there that would they would actually already know. Mm-hmm. Well, not that there was a ton, but um. But more than they had realized, I think. And uh, and they, they seemed to enjoy themselves. So I know I enjoyed myself. <laughs> yeah, me too. It was really cool. So And um, the classrooms are a lot smaller. So I didn't really get to stick around. Like in, the, in Visalia, I like to stick around to see how the classes are going. Because I, I want to see what it is they're learning about. And not every week. But, you know, just I just enjoy watching to see how it goes. And. Um, I just felt like I was in the way there because the classrooms are so small. So mm-hmm. so maybe next week I'll see if I can peek my head in a little bit and see what they're doing. But they seem to enjoy themselves, so that was really exciting. And let's see, what else? Oh, uh, this week my parents were in Hawaii, so we had to take care of their dogs for half of the week because their dog caretaker person um, was on vacation half of the week. So for five days we had to take care of their dogs, which means that we had to drive. It's about... Mm, Probably 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. I don't think it's even a full 15 minutes to get to their house. So it's not far, but twice a day, morning and evening, so we can feed them and let them, well, they're outside, but (laughs) it was a pain in the butt. (laughs) But they got paid and I wasn't going to get in the way of my children earning some money. So (laughs) there you go. So we did that and uh, got through that. And by the time the the lady got back from her vacation, I was like, you take them. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to deal with them anymore. They're sweet dogs, but one of them's practically a puppy, and so she's wild. <laughs> hmm. But That took up a big chunk of the day, though, because by the time we get there and then the kids want to play with them for a little while, we're there for a good hour, hour and a half each time, and then twice a day. I mean, it takes a chunk out of our day, so I was really happy when we got through that. Uh, let's see, what else? Tieran's reading more than ever. He's actually been reading, picking up books and, and uh, 
reading aloud to us from his Elephant and Piggy books. <laughs> and oh, I got, love those. I know, they're so cute. We mentioned those last week. If you guys haven't checked them out yet, got to go find Mo Willems. He's uh, got some really awesome books. But... um and some other books he's been picking up. He's just been reading aloud to us left and right. And you can see from the look on his face, he's very proud of himself. <laughs> so sweet. We did have a sick day this week. Um, Thursday, we came down to the cold that one of our friends had. Oh. And uh, it wasn't a bad one, though. It was pretty mild, but both kids were pretty pretty cranky. They just have no tolerance for colds, which is understandable. I don't either. <laughs> but it wasn't a bad one. I didn't catch it. So, But just watching from the way that they dealt with it, they were not lethargic at all. So that tells me it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know? yeah. They were crabby, but they weren't lethargic and they didn't run a fever or anything. But Maven did start to get a sore throat, which she's got a history of strep. And she was getting it left and right last year. So I took her in as soon as she showed me that she had a bunch of bumps in the back of her throat, which I don't remember having bumps with strep before, but I still wanted to take her in just to make sure. But it was negative, thank heavens. So no, no antibiotics this time, thank heavens, because she was on it constantly last year, it seemed. Um, but she got over that, and uh, she seems to be fine now. Nothing. We, we didn't end up in, having to do anything for it. It just made me feel better. A little peace of mind to know that she did not have strep. <laughs> so that was good. And Tyrion just is snurfily, but other than that, he was okay. And so then by Friday, we were actually okay. I kept asking them, are you sure you guys feel okay? And they're like, yeah, we want to go. So we had a field trip to a Yupik farm. Yes. Which was really fun, which I know you guys had, had been wanting to go to. So it was a bummer that you couldn't make it. Well, we did okay, though. Yeah, you guys went to the zoo instead, huh? Yes. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, we went to this local farm. It was about a half an hour away. And um we picked grapes, and Maven actually got really into it. Tyrion, not so much. He was, it was hot. It was over 100. I mean, we were there early in the afternoon, but, you know, by 10, it's already hot. So we were there after 10, and um, it was hot. So I kept sending him over to the shade to cool off, and Maven and I kept wandering around watching Maven picking. She was really getting into it, picking plums, and she had a really good time. So she's like, Mom, we should go to more you pick farms. That was really awesome. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> So we definitely got to do that more. A little incident with Tyrion, but I, we're going to talk about that later in the show. But uh, there's some teasing happening with him, which was not a fun situation. But we dealt with it and moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. Oh, I listened to this really good podcast um, uh, interview this week. Um, it was a podcast which is called the Homeschool Support Network. Um which I don't think is very well known because I've never heard anybody mention it before, but um, it's it's definitely a religious podcast, and I kind of like to keep my eye on all the different podcasts that are out there, even if it's not really content that I uh, would particularly enjoy to listen to really regularly, but I like to keep my eye on things to see if there's any kind of information I could glean from them, and this one actually turned out to be a jewel mine because there's this woman, uh, I can't remember, Liz... I didn't write down her name. But anyway, um, I have the link I'm putting in the show notes to her website. And she was all about, um, it was all about learning cursive first, which never in a million years had occurred to me. I've never heard of this before. So if you've never heard of it either, I'm putting links in the show notes. The show was actually really good. Again, religious content. So just a warning to anybody that that's relevant to. Um, But uh, the interview with this woman was fascinating. It never occurred to me. One of the things that that sticks in my head is that there's not a reversal of letters when Mm. you're doing cursive, which has been a big issue with both of my kids, actually. Mine too. 
I'm like, huh, if I had known this sooner, I may have done things differently. So anyway, I'll put a ch- link in the show notes to the to the podcast episode, which, um, like I said, was really fascinating. And then there's also a link for her website and her book is actually called Cursive First. So if anybody's interested in that, go check that out. It, I can't really tell you the details because I can't, <laughs> it was a lot of really great information that did not stick in my head. I actually might go back and listen to it again and buy the book, actually, because it was really interesting. So so that was my week. Uh, how was your week, Becky? Um, my week was pretty good. Um, I do have to say my well-planned out and um, organized lesson plans flew out the window on Monday and Wednesday. <laughs> It's always nice to hear that that happens to you sometimes. <laughs> um, we just were not able to get it together once we got back from enrichment classes. It seemed like everybody was like um, just too out of it to to try to oh, sit sure. down and do lessons. And then by the time you know it was, everyone was calm and we could have done it. It was already like I got to make dinner. I got to you know oh, all know. that stuff has got to get done. And so we had some trouble with that. But uh, other than that. It's been going really well. The kids are really loving the enrichment classes. I swear they were ready Sunday at noon. They had their, <laughs> they had their lunch boxes packed. They had their clothes picked out, and they were ready How to cute. go. And um, Jack, especially, you know, we're not morning people. Yeah. I think I might have mentioned that once or twice. <laughs> and um, so, getting my kids out of bed is difficult at best, and uh, can be almost downright impossible. And Wednesday morning, I was going to get Jack up, and he was, like, rolling over and pulling his blanket over his head. And I said, don't you want to go see Taryn and Kazo? And the blanket came off, and he was <laughs> upright. <laughs> oh, fun. He's like, yeah, I get to see my friends. <laughs> and so, yeah, he, at that point, he decided that it was worth it to get up and get dressed and eat some breakfast so he could go and, and see his <laughs> friends. And so that was that. And then... um we, um, I think it was your idea, wasn't it, about building the, the, or you said that Maven had done it, building the historic oh, buildings yeah. in Minecraft. Yes, yes, I, yeah, so I came up with that idea from a website I had seen. We started doing that this week. We started building a um, Sumerian temple. That's awesome. Which I can't pronounce the word. It's a ziggurat. ziggurat? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like Something that. Like that. <laughs> and um, the only problem is that my children don't work together well in Minecraft. <laughs> they, like, usually keep their own little sides of the world, whatever world they're in. Right. And so I was trying to get them to work together on it, and they wouldn't. So Danielle's is about half done, and, and Jack's looks kind of like, well, ruins. But <laughs> it's still kind of interesting, and they they had fun with it, and um, they learned a lot more about, you know, the ziggurat than I think they would have, right. you know, because they were more interested in it because they knew they were going to get to build it later on in Minecraft. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. And yeah. um, also this week, or this month, is National Library Card Month. I don't yeah. know if you know this or not. No. September is the month that uh, they encourage people who don't have library cards to get library cards. Now, I would assume that most homeschoolers probably have library cards oh, because, sure. I mean, I don't know how I would survive without the library. The Fresno yeah. County Public Library is a godsend as far as I'm concerned. Oh, totally. It's, it's got everything, you know, so many things that I need that it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. We actually have three library cards that run out of this house because we usually have to check out more than just the, require, the, the 25 that you're allowed on one card. Mm-hmm. So we have to stretch it out over multiple cards, you know? Yep, we have three, too. <laughs> so Jack Jack actually, had, uh, Danielle already has a library card. I have one. And Jack had already gotten his library card. Otherwise, we would go down and get one. Because I don't know about other libraries, but our library, you get a free ice cream cone. Oh, that's if you, nice. Yeah, for getting a library card, which I think is kind of an odd reward for getting a library <laughs> card. I would think a book would be more appropriate. But, yeah, right. You know, whatever. <laughs> so check with your local library and see if they're doing anything for National Library Month. Who knows? Yeah. You may get an ice cream cone. Yeah. 
And then, um, oh, lastly, as you mentioned, um, we missed the, the trip to the UPIC farm because, uh, as I've mentioned, not warning people. And um, <laughs> we, by the time we got rolling, it was, it was just too late. We weren't going to make it to Kingsburg in time. So the kids have been dying to go to Sea Lion Cove at the zoo oh, ever yeah. since you mentioned it. Right. So we took them to the zoo on Friday and awesome. um, had a wonderful time. Sea Lion Cove is awesome. It Though is, I, isn't it? I do have to say the booths that you or the the stations that you were talking about were not mm-hmm. set up, so I'm thinking those were a Wells Fargo Wednesday thing. Oh, maybe so. Yeah. So, but we're gonna try to go on the next Wells Fargo Wednesday after. Yeah, I'm thinking classes. that that might become a regular thing for us because since we don't have a membership anymore, it might be kind of a a good opportunity to get ourselves out to the zoo. Well, I actually broke down and bought a membership as well. Oh, did you? I did. Awesome. Um, Dean had gotten um, some extra money for um, Labor Day. Oh, you know, huh? He got holiday pay. Uh-huh. And so we were going in and I was like, look, it's like $21 for all of us to get in. Plus, mm-hmm. we're going to, you know, um, plus we're going to buy something for the kids because we haven't been in a while. So, you know, that's going to be another 20 bucks or whatever. Right. And I was like, for $55, we could get the membership and they're going to give um, us a stuffed animal. And so that right. takes care of one kid. And then we right. just have to buy something for the other kid. Right. And if we skip the ice cream, we'll come out even. Yeah. And so we went ahead and bought the pass, um, the family pass, so now we can go whenever we want. So whenever you want to go to the zoo, give us a call, and um, we may go with you. The only problem then is it becomes then is having the $5 cash for parking. Oh, I know. I always forget that until I get there. I actually remember the last time, but normally I forget that. (laughs) So now we thought we'd talk about something new. We have a new segment that we thought we'd start um, called Books of the Week. Since we are always reading lots and lots of books, I thought it would be really fun to actually separate it out from the rest of the podcast and mention what we're reading this week and um, give some recommendations. So I will start off with, uh, we just recently, actually this was a book that I we finished last week, but um, I mentioned I meant to mention it last on the last episode, so I thought I'd stick it on here, is um, Despero, The Tale of Despero. Have you guys Love ever read that, that book? Love that, yes. Did, yes, you read that book? Yes. Yeah, I... You know, my kids loved it. I thought it was a bit too dark and violent, <laughs> actually. So uh, I just wanted to give a warning to anybody who does have sensitive either kids that are sensitive or moms that moms or dads that might not uh, um, like their kids reading or hearing violent content. It was pretty violent. Mm-hmm. I mean, he get they both two two of them get their tails chopped off, and yeah, I mean, yeah. So anyway, but it was a good book. It was definitely a good book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, then the next book that we uh, started reading right after that, which is a book that is our second time, Maven and my second time reading, which I absolutely, absolutely love, called Cornelia and the Audacious Escapades of the Somerset Sisters. Have you heard of that one? I haven't, no. Oh my god, it's so, so good. It is like, um, just the way it's worded, it's just so, so good. It's, it's a little girl who... Um, um, she gets a new neighbor. She lives in New York City and she gets a new neighbor and her neighbor is this old woman who um, as a young girl, her and her three sisters traveled around the world and had all these crazy escapades and it's, it's just awesome. <laughs> so I'm like really excited to read it again because I just love this book so much. It's just such a good book. I read it to Maven when she was little so I'm happy to be reading it again and finally Tyrion gets to hear it too. So they're loving that. That's really awesome. And then Maven uh, this week started and finished the Mysterious Benedict Society and the Prisoner's Dilemma, 
which is the third book in the series of the Mysterious Benedict Society. And I've got it, I've got it sitting right here on my desk because I'm ready to open it next. <laughs> so excited to read it. I was waiting for her to finish it because I read the first two recently also. So she said it was really good as usual. Mm-hmm. So that was really good. And lastly, I've mentioned already the Elephant and Piggy books are, um, are books that uh, um, Tieran has been reading recently. And then, oh, well, lastly for the kids. But for me, I just finished a book, <laughs> began and finished the book, The Book of Max. I don't know if I mentioned that last week or not, because I know I had started it, I think, last week. But anyway, um, it, it, I got it as a free download on Amazon, and it was really good. It was a junior reader book, so it was like, it's or young adult, I guess it is. Um, but I would say it's definitely for older kids, because it's kind of a, an apocalypse kind of thing. Um, end of the world, everybody... Pretty much almost the entire planet dies from some strange flu bug, and there's like dead bodies and such. So it's not probably something that you necessarily want little kids to read. A bit dark for them. And I'm not actually not into dark books, but I and I kept thinking that it reminded me of The Stand, mm-hmm. by Stephen King, except from a kid's perspective and without all the all the supernatural stuff, <laughs> without any of the evil and the supernatural stuff. It was more of a realistic kind of thing. It was really really good. I really liked it. I couldn't stop reading it. And then um, lastly, I read a very special delivery. I actually whizzed through these books this week. I can't believe how much reading I did. I don't normally read this much. Yay! <laughs> I know, I know. I'm finally reading. Yay! I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I know. I finally, finally picked. And those were both on Amazon. I got them free as an Amazon download for my Kindle, uh, my Kindle app. So awesome. I'm really loving it. Yeah. So a very special delivery is another book that I recommend. That's really good. Um, again, preface it with it, it, there is religious content. So for anybody that's relevant (laughs) but I really liked it it was it was a good story cool so oh and then I forgot as part of our books of the week Becky and I are going to also share a picture book that we would like to recommend to you guys for the week so my picture book for this week which actually we read this week (laughs) coincidentally um, is called Blast Off to Earth a look at geography and it was one that was recommended by History Odyssey. So it was one that was part of our lessons, our history lesson, that was kind of an extra reading. And it was really, really good. It was this really cute little picture book with robots. And it's like these robots taking a um, a tour of Earth. They're like from another world and they're coming to Earth. And there's a robot tour guide and he's showing them all the continents and ta- explaining about the continents and the oceans. And so it's a geography lesson from a robot's perspective. And then, of course, you've got all the other little robots that are making little comments on the side lines you know and they're it's funny and cute and and right from the beginning I I started reading it in a robot voice which made it even more fun (laughs) (laughs) my kids are cracking up because I'm reading it reading the words with this robot voice you know (laughs) it was fun we had a lot of good fun with that and then Tieran wouldn't let me return it to the library so he still got it (laughs) he wants to read it again (laughs) so those are my books for the week what are your books for the week Becky well Danielle of course is still reading um Little House in the Big Woods. She hasn't finished that one for school yet. So she's still working on that. But I did uh-huh. stress this week that she really needs to try to read through the hunting scenes. Um, if they, I mean, if they were that horrible, I probably would remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking that... Um, that she'll probably survive if she has to read them, if you know yeah, what I mean. I don't, remember them being, I don't remember them being super graphic or anything. It's, I know. I, I, I don't either. So like that in there, I, so. I think she just wants to skip big chunks of the book. <laughs> I think that's what <laughs> Not it her is. thing, huh? No. So, um, so that's what Danielle's reading right at the moment. But um, Harriet the Spy just came in at um, the library, and she Ooh. has been waiting for that one, so I have to go pick it up tomorrow for her. Oh. 
to read. And then um, Jack, of course, isn't reading it. And he's actually not, he doesn't like picture books. He's not interested oh, in picture books at all. But wow. he will sit for hours at a time while you go through nonfiction books with him. Wow. Specifically anything about trucks, trains, tanks, airplanes, and things that go. Oh, funny. And the one that he's obsessed with right now is called um, Mighty Machines, an inside and out, inside and out guide. Uh-huh. And it actually has like cutaway scenes of the inside of, you know, the really big trucks, like the, those ones that they're the trucks that the tires are the size oh. of like small minivans. Yes. Those kinds of things. Yeah. And it, um, it's, it's really pretty awesome, those kinds of books. So, you know, we're not reading stories together, but we do sit and, and go through and we look at all the pictures and, you know, if the, some of them have way too much text. So sometimes I just sort of read the stuff that's underneath the pictures. Right. Um, but because he would get bored, you know, oh, after sure. a while learning about, you know, how an eight-cylinder engine works. So I'm not yeah. sure, though, because I, I gave them a lesson one time on how an um, internal combustion engine went, and they just kept asking questions. Like oh, the fine. entire drive from the gas station to, to home, all I heard, was, uh, all I got was questions on how internal combustion engines oh, work. Oh, how funny. Oh, maybe they would be, he would be interested, but I wouldn't be, so I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't read the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> So there's that's what the kids are reading, and also we were listening to um, the very first Harry Potter book, uh-huh. and um, unfortunately it had to go back to the library before we finished it because we're no longer driving to Kingsburg, right? And not, we don't have the long uh, drive in the car anymore. So today I downloaded uh, the second Percy Jackson book. I don't know if you've read any of the Percy Jackson books. I Probably. haven't yet, but it's it's been one that I've it's a series that I've heard lots of great things about that I'd like to check out someday. And we listened to the first one over the summer, and so I got the second one, Sea of Monsters, um, mm-hmm. downloaded, so we can start listening to it tomorrow on the way to school. And then also you helped me out with finding the first Harry Potter right. book, so we can finish listening to that. Yay. And I also wanted to mention, even though it's kind of not exactly the right place to mention it, uh, <laughs> due to um, <laughs> an, an agreement with the um, estate of C.S. Lewis, um, uh-huh. they are now able to make the audiobooks of the Chronicles of Narnia available for free. That's so cool. And so I will link, I post a link to the place where you can download. You have to download it to like your computer and then transfer it over to whatever you're going to listen to it on. Uh-huh. You can't just download it onto your phone or onto your MP3 player. It has to, there's like an intermediate step that has to go on. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the entire series. That's so cool. Whereas I know Chronicles of Narnia are traditionally a religious book, a religious series. Um, I still think they're excellent books and worthy of reading. Yeah, no, definitely. And so we will definitely be um, be listening to those once we finish um, Percy Jackson and Harry Potter. And then also um, on that same website, and another link I will um, post to the um, to the show notes, there's a bunch of free audiobooks. Now, I'm going to tell you 90% of them are not for children. But if you're <laughs> looking, for, like I found four or five books that I want you right. know, to listen to, and they're all free. You just download yeah. them import them into iTunes because I listen on my, my phone. So I right. import them into iTunes and then just stick them on my phone and off they go. Yeah. Um, but I'm not listening to a uh, audiobook right now. I'm, I, I personally am actually reading a book called Seed uh-huh. by Ania Alborn. And um, it's a book that I got from Amazon on their um, rental that you can, for people who have Amazon Prime and you've, if you have a Kindle, you can rent a book every mm-hmm. month. And it's uh, there's a pretty good list of books, not fantastic, but like I got all of the Hunger Games series that way and that kind of thing. Um, you often have to search because I swear 90% of the stuff they offer is romance. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. But no, so me neither. <laughs> Seed by Ania Alborn. It's a horror 
uh, novel set in rural Louisiana, mm-hmm. and it's about a family. And um, it's really interesting. I've, I'm only in the, like, fourth chapter, but I'm really enjoying it quite a bit. And so my picture book that I wanted to share with you guys um, for review purposes is Child of Fairy, Child of Earth. Oh, I've seen that one. That's by so Jane cool. Yolen. Um, I had forgotten about this book until Danielle said she needed a book with a story in it for um, drama class, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so we just went through the bookshelf and picked out a few. And this is one that I handed her. I said, you can try it and see. I don't know exactly what your teacher's looking for, but let's give this a try. And I was reminded what a lovely story it is about um, two uh, children, a fairy boy and um, a, a human child. Mm-hmm. And um, they meet and they become friends. And um, the best part about this book, though, is the illustrations. The illustrations are oh, absolutely know. beautiful. They're gorgeous. Yeah. And um, it's just a really adorable story with great illustrations. So Child of Fairy, Child of Earth by Jane Yolen. Awesome. Yes. And so then we have another section that we've decided to start up each week now called Links of the Week. Da, da, da. We need like little theme music for each section. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> better not hum anything because it might be uh, trademarked. Yeah, right. <laughs> like happy birthday. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you, you're thinking you're making up a song and you realize it's actually, you know. Right. <laughs> Something else. Exactly. So we always have lots and lots of links to share with you guys. And, and, and so we thought we'd have a little separate section to, to give you each our, a link for the week that each one of us will pick one for each week. So the, week, uh, the, the link for this week that I picked out was called Little Passports. And this is something that I ran across this week on Facebook. Um, somebody had posted... I think it was on a Facebook group. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure somebody had posted somewhere on Facebook. You never can remember where I came from <laughs> about this um, contest, which the contest is actually over now, but it led me to the website, littlepassports.com. And it's fascinating. I really want to check this thing out. And when I get a chance, I'm going to see d- dig through the website some more. But it's a, it's a membership um, that you can get uh, for – it's like a – it's a geography lesson each week basically or each month i think it's once a month you get yes. this little and the very first time you get a little they get a little um suitcase and there's stickers and there's maps and each and there's like, these two characters and each month they go to a different country and they have different activities and cute little things to do and just look around the website it's it's got all kinds of really cute things there and i really know nothing about it other than the link and, and what i'm looking at right now on the site because i haven't even really explored it that much but it looked like something cute enough that had to be shared and i know some people out there are probably f- end up uh being intrigued by it enough to go check it out so if you have done it already or if you do check it out let us know because i'd love to hear about it it sounds really cute yes and my link for this week is um, secularhomeschool.com it is a website with um, articles and forums and groups and blogs and all sorts of fabulous things that are all uh, meant for secular homeschoolers so I don't know. I don't know if you're like me, but I w- used to be parts of part of a lot of, of homeschool groups. I mean, far too many actually homeschool yeah. groups. And I finally got to the point that it was difficult for me to wade through the religious material to find things that were useful for me as a secular homeschooler. Right. You don't have to worry about this on this website because pretty yeah. much everything on here is secular. And if it's not, it's very clearly marked as not being secular. Because, like, right. I mean, sometimes people post about things that they've used or things they've done, and they're very good about letting people know. This is this is religious, but 
this is how I made it work for me, or the, it right. wasn't an issue that it was religious or what have you. Mm-hmm. So um, the forums are great. There's a good community here. I don't get on there as often as I would like to. I would really like to be more active on the group, but um, it's hard. <laughs> just not enough time in the day. There's just not. But I do visit as often as I can, and I definitely recommend it. So that's yeah. my link for the day. Awesome. And now we'll have a word from our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVY for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. So uh, the next thing that we wanted to mention this week was our survey. We've mentioned it in past um, podcasts, but we would like to ask everybody who gets a chance to take a few seconds. It doesn't take, well, it's probably more than a few seconds, but very it's short amount of time. not super long. A minute or two, maybe. And um, if you go to SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com, there's a banner across the top of the screen. Well, not the very top, but it's like just under the menu bar, and it says, uh, survey. So uh, just click on that and follow the instructions and fill out our survey and that's going to help us out in the future for when we are looking for sponsors to help support the show. We need to have your feedback on uh, uh, you know, the stats and that kind of thing. So please help us out and also it's just good information for us to know I think, especially when you get to the parts about I think it asks about like doesn't it ask something about what you, how you rate the show, that kind of thing, too? I think, yeah, I think it does. I think it does. So it's, it's been, been a while, while since I've taken yeah, this. Yeah, me too. Away. It's been a while, too. <laughs> so, um, yes, please, if you get a chance, please go check out that survey and fill it in and send it in, please. That would be help- very helpful to us. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you. We, we'd love to get those. So, as always, with every episode, we like to give some listener recognition. We love your comments and suggestions. Oh, yes. And so we, we got two new reviews on iTunes. Yay. And the first one was from Rev Mama. It says, such a warm and friendly show with great resources. You really make homeschooling accessible. And I enjoy hearing both of your stories and reviews. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rev Mama. Thank we you, appreciate Rev that. <laughs> Do you want to read the next one? Yeah, sure. Sorry. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> just thinking. I wonder if that's my mom. <laughs> and then from TX Ma. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce that. I bet that's probably Texas Ma. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think of that. Um, she says, I love your podcast. You both provide so many great resources, and I also enjoy the chit-chat each week. Yay! Yay! Another, another person for our chit-chat. Yes. Keep up the great podcasts, and I look forward to following your homeschool journeys while enhancing my own journey. Excellent. Thank you. That Thank was very you very sweet. much. And we also got a question on uh, Facebook from Amanda, who was wondering how to find other homeschoolers in her area. Um, she's just starting out and wanted to be able to pick brains, so to speak. So right. there's a couple of ways that you can find um, local homeschoolers. First and foremost, of course, is going to be a Google search. Yes. Um, I put in your put in homeschool, put in your city, put in your state, and right. hit it and go. Um, a lot of people find our local homeschool group that way. Yes, definitely. Yes. 
And then another way would be to locate your state homeschool organization. I think most states, I hope I hope all states, I don't really know for a fact, but um, I would imagine most, if not all states, have their own homeschool organizations. Here in California, we have two, actually three, I think, if you count Chia as well. So mm-hmm. um, uh, just Google your state and homeschool organization, and that should come up. And oftentimes, or most of the time, I think those organization sites will also include sections for finding local groups, and they often will list it by county or by city. So check that out as well. And then also Facebook. If you're on yes. Facebook, you can search for local homeschooling groups on there. And if you can't find a, um, local homeschoolers, maybe you can find generally larger groups of homeschoolers maybe in your state. Yes. That at least they're at least a little closer to you. <laughs> right. Right. There's also a site called homeschool.com, which is not the, the homeschool.com that I've mentioned before. This one is home-school.com, and there's forward slash groups. And they've got a big old listing there for by state of, um, of of a lot of different local homeschool groups. And it looks like it's a pretty big list. So that's a good place to check out. Excellent. And then homeschooling.gomilpitas.com. That's the A to Z homeschool. homeschool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, go Milpitas. Yeah. That's... She's still got the old domain name. That's a city. It's, up in the it's called A to Z homeschool. Okay. <laughs> So A to Z homeschool. Yeah. Um, and we'll have this link, obviously, on our yeah. website. Um, and forward slash regional. And they have a list there as well of yeah. um, local homeschool groups. There's probably a lot more websites also, but those are the ones that just popped up when I did a quick search. There you go. Yep. So this week we thought we'd discuss a topic because it came up in my family this uh, last week. Um, so the topic for this week is bullying or teasing. Um I know that Becky says you said that you've had some of this experience as well. I'll just mm-hmm. mention briefly this last week. My, my son was, um, we were on that field trip, as I mentioned, and he was climbing a tree, trying to get into a tree house with these other little kids. And, and I was off trying to help Maven with her picking of fruits. And I come back and luckily I came back just at the right moment. Cause I see him climbing out of the, tr- jump down from the tree and running hysterical crying. And, um, thank God I walked up just at that moment because he yeah. was really upset. And my son has long hair. I don't know if I mentioned this Beautiful on the hair. show before, but yeah, long curly hair. And he, in the summertime, we always put it up and put it in one long braid down the back and his daddy's got long hair too. And, um, and apparently these kids, uh, decided that because they had a braid that he was a girl and, and they would, no matter how many times he, mentioned to them no I'm a boy they wouldn't take that and I don't know exactly what was said I wasn't there I didn't witness any of it I just know what he told me that he felt that it was that they were teasing and they were saying it in a mean way and that he they wouldn't take his answer as no he's a boy this has never ever happened to him before so because <laughs> everybody I mean lots of people think he's a girl but nobody has ever made it into a mean game so it was really heartbreaking and it was it's hard to know what to do when you've got situations like that because you know instantly mama bear wants to kick in but then I'm like, no, he's upset. My instant reaction after my initial mama bear reaction was just to take him away from the situation and calm him down and, and talk to him about it. And then we, we ended up, it was near the end of our time there anyway. So we just ended up leaving after that. So, but then afterwards, I know you and I were talking about it, Becky and I, and, um, and we decided from talking to you, I decided that it might be a good idea to just post on the 
the Facebook group for the for the because we have a field trip Facebook group that mm-hmm. is where that field trip was created from. Um, just a mention. I'm I'm not accusing anybody. I don't know what the situation was. I don't know who the kids. I don't know the mom. I don't. You know, you just don't know. So I it wasn't it wasn't coming at it as a, you know, you know, you need to get your kids kind of thing. But um, it just I just wanted because if it was me and it was my kids picking on somebody else, I'd want to know. Me too, absolutely. So you know, I decided to post that and I I worded it as nicely as possible because, like I said, I'm not trying to be accusatory. Um, but you know, just to let the mom know that this did happen and um, and that his feelings were very badly hurt. So. Um, that was, I mean, he moved on. He's not dwelling on it. And it's not like it's, <laughs> you know, it's not like it's caused this mat and this permanent scar or anything, but it, you know, it's, it's a great time to bring up the discussion of what do we do when our kids are being bullied and what do we tell them to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so how have you ha- dealt with this kind of, I know you've had to sim- not similar necessarily, but you've had a, a teasing or bullying situation before too. Yeah. And you, you know, you assume that as a homeschooler, it's not going to happen. Right. You know, but anytime that your children are anywhere where there are other children, there's a possibility for it. And um, a few years ago at the charter school that we were at previously, there were two boys that were just um, really mean to Danielle and um, were, were teasing her a lot and causing problems in the enrichment classes. And um, instead of going to their mother, because this this charter school, you, a lot of the moms drop their kids off, disappear, right. and they right. only appear five minutes before class is over, and then off they go. And they're, right. they're not anybody I know. And so I, went, I told Danielle, I said, you know, what you need to do is if they even look at you funny, you need to let a teacher know. Because yeah. the teachers know the parents, and the teachers know the kids, and the teachers know what's going on. And so I don't want to set my daughter up to be a tattletale, but at the right. same time, this is a repeated history. So at this point, it's no longer tattletale. At this point, it's letting an adult figure know exactly what's going on so she can be protected. Yeah. And it only took two or three times, thankfully, of Danielle telling the teacher, look, these boys are doing this, before uh-huh. the teacher interceded and made sure that these boys stayed away from Danielle. Yeah. Um, but it was really difficult when it was going on because it was so upsetting for Danielle. She, you know, she's such an outgoing person. She's not shy in any way, shape, or form. Right. And she was getting you know, to the point... She didn't want to go to class. She didn't want to talk in class. She didn't want to do anything because these boys were just making her life so difficult. Yeah, it just breaks your heart. Thankfully, it was a tiny period of time, and it was taken care of really well. Uh, But what I would do if it happened again was exactly what I did. If I don't know the parent, and and it's not going to be an option to go and speak to them directly, I'm going to tell Danielle, you need to go and talk to Teacher Bobby, or you need to go and talk to Teacher Mary Ellen and tell her what's going on. Yes. So that it can be dealt with um, at the teacher level. Right, right. Because it's not enough for the kid to say to another kid, don't do that. All that does is make them do it more. Yeah, and I've had that discussion with my kids too. That, um, and, and also like the standard, the standard thing that parents, I know my parents told me when I was growing up and, and I still hear parents saying is just to ignore them. It, it, depending on the situation, doesn't it doesn't work. And it actually can actually exasperate, exacerbate, I can say that word, <laughs> the situation. Um, actually read some uh, really good book about a extreme case of bullying where she talked about that. And she, I have to look up the name of the book. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it was really good. And she talked about that, that parents always tell you, just ignore them, just ignore them. It doesn't work. It just gives them more fuel for their fire. I always tell my kids, don't ignore them. Look them in the eye and tell them 
you know, like Maven's been around when one of her friends was being teased, and I say, look them in the eye and say, no, she's not, whatever, ugly, fat, whatever, you know, no, she's not, no, she's not, you right. know, and just keep calling them on it, no, she's not, and then, you know, move them away from the situation. Um, but, you know, stick up for your friend. Or if it's you, you say, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not a boy. I'm right. not a girl. I'm a boy, you know, for Tyrion. He, he's still, he's seven, but he's so much less mature at seven. It's so true about boys versus girls than Maven was. Um, so it's it's hard. I think it's with him. I think I'm going to, I'll continue to give him the words to say, which I think is like the best thing you can do for your kids is to tell them specifically what to say and practice saying it with them. You know, let's let's practice pretend somebody's teasing you. What are you going to say? And I've done that with them before. And it does seem to help. And then they feel armed like they know what to do. And I've told them, you know, no, you don't get into a you don't get into a fist fight. You don't you don't push or shove or do anything physical. And you don't tease back because that doesn't help. I often give my kids when Mm. they're fighting or when anybody's fighting, I give them the example of it's kind of like if there's a fire burning, the little fight is like a fire. Do you pour water on it or do you pour gasoline on it? Right. You know. When you fight back, you're pouring gasoline on the fire and you're making the problem worse. And exactly. versus, you know, if you use kind words or calmly, you know, deal with it the best you can or walk away if you need to walk away, that's going to put the fire out. I mean, they can't fight by, them, by themselves. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, it's so hard to know what to do. And like you said, the, the, the whole parent thing, because I don't, I didn't know the kids. I didn't know the parent. As far as I could tell, I didn't know if the mom was anywhere nearby at the time. And I just had an hysterical crying little boy. So rather than letting him cry and go find the parent I wanted to do with him but I also was really uncomfortable with I don't know how that mom's going to react if I say this is what's happening because there's so many different kinds of parents out there you don't know if they're going to be understanding and be like oh what a you know and understand and and believe that their child did this or if they're going to be one of the parents that say my kid would never do that or so what let your kid get tough or you know you never know what they're going to do so it's so hard to know what to do um but so I, I mean i think i handled it okay at the time we were hot and we wanted to leave anyway so we just moved on but in the future i'm definitely talk to maven about it maven's almost 12 she's more able to handle stuff like this if it's happening to her brother especially you know one of us is going to kind of stay nearby him and keep an eye on him and help him give him the language that he needs to deal with it or tell somebody like me right <laughs> if we see something happening um if she sees something happening so um, I would absolutely love to hear what um, those of you out there listening have had to deal with, um, how you've dealt with it, and how, what's worked, what hasn't worked. Because um, this is still really new to me. I think it's really rare. Among, it definitely happens, obviously, amongst homeschoolers. But it is really a lot less common than in public schools. So I don't know that we're all always equipped to deal with it. Because you kind of, this is one of the reasons why I homeschool is to avoid this kind of thing. So it's mm. really frustrating when you get stuck in the middle of it. Um, it's like, oh God, you know, I thought that I wasn't going to have to deal with this because we're at home, you know, but there's still the whole world out there that we do have exactly. to deal with. So I was going to say that I, I think it's really important, um, not necessarily in that situation because no one was really in charge. I mean, there was the person who organized it, but there was no one really in charge. Right. There wasn't a recognized authority. Thing. Right. But um, in the when they're in classes or, you know, um, when they're at sports or anywhere where there's a recognized authority figure, yeah. it's it's good for that authority figure to point out when, or to, to intercede when there is bullying going on because that sets up the expectation for when they're in that space. Yes. When, they're, when they're in those classrooms, they are not allowed to do this. And the authority figure in that classroom has pointed out they are not allowed to do this. Right. You know, it's one thing when their parent tells them or another parent tells them. But if mm-hmm. that, you know, 
once they're away from their parent, that authority figure is no longer there to keep them from doing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. in, in a way, it's, it's really good to make sure that teachers or, or other coaches or what have you are aware of what's going on as well so they can be sure to be an authority voice to say right. no. And also, I was going to say it's really good to, um, to point out to your own children when something like that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it made you feel really bad when they were saying that to you, didn't it? So mm-hmm. it gets them thinking about what they're saying to other children. Because oh, one of the best things we can do to stop bullying is to stop raising bullies. I'm not saying that parents raise bullies. I'm saying that sometimes by letting things go by the wayside and not right. pointing out specifically where children are doing things that may hurt other children, yes. they're, not, they're not actively raising a bully, but they're not stopping a child from right. being a bully. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I really love about homeschooling is that we are more present like versus a home uh, versus in the public schools where there's not as much adult supervision like on the playgrounds and stuff that's when are in the hallways that's when a lot of the bullying happens is when adults are not around but with with us homeschoolers more often than not we're real pretty close by and we're most of us are pretty observant about what's going on with our kids. I've had situations in the past where one of the moms has come over and very sternly pointed out something Maven was doing that was hurting her daughter's feelings. It wasn't being done in an intentionally mean way, but it was something that needed to be nipped in the bud right away. She was excluding somebody she didn't really mean to, but it was happening. And mm-hmm. and it's not like Maven's a perfect angel either, because she certainly has had her instances of meanness as well. I mean, I think they all do. I think all children do at some point or another. Yeah, I think it's kind of unfortunately part of human nature it's something that we have to teach them another way of dealing with things so we're working really hard on that and um it's yeah it's a constant discussion i said just keep talking with them about it but uh yeah i'm hoping that this doesn't become something that that is is more of an issue in the future but i anticipate it's going to happen again so i'm trying to arm my kids with what to do especially if I'm not around because I'm not always right there. I I try to stay close by, but I also don't want to hover. Right. So, you know, and yeah, like you said, I don't want them to be, to be the tattletale kid, but at the same time, there are certainly situations where it needs to be told. Something needs to be said. So I try to arm my kids also to watch out for their friends as well. Well, even if it's not a friend, just watch out for the other kids too, because I think some of the bystanders are just as much the problem in yes. some of these bullying situations because they don't stand up and say something. And that you hear about that happening in schools all the time. And, and I don't want my kids to be the kids standing there letting somebody, even if they don't know them, say, oh, it's not my problem. You know, I don't want them to be that way. I want them to be like, no, that's not true. <laughs> you know, and that's I told it. Maven, try to turn it into a joke if you can. If you can figure out a way to turn it into a joke and be like, uh, hmm, I don't think I'm stupid. Let me think about that for a minute. You know, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, if you can make it humorous, then you can kind of diffuse the situation as well. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. And like I said, I'd love to hear from some of you guys that have situations that you've had to deal with and how you've dealt with it because I'm still learning myself. <laughs> exactly. Well, is that all for today? Oh, I guess it is. My goodness. Wow. <laughs> it always goes by so fast for us. <laughs> Good show, Tina. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you. Thank you. <laughs> so if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. If you'd like to keep up with us, you can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms, on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool, and on Instagram, we are Savvy Homeschool Moms. To leave us a voicemail message with 
questions or comments, call 559-426-6670 or drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. For links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. And you can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com and I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com and the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our About pages. Well, goodbye, everybody. Have a great week and come back and take a break with us again next week. Bye. Bye. You can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs>